0: This meant that his conclusions could be subjected to rational argument about whether they were right or wrong. The main thesis of Thales' philosophy was that everything was ultimately made up of water. He thus set the tone for all future philosophy by getting it wrong. After Thales, philosophy rapidly began to flourish. More philosophers appeared, with a succession of different explanations of the world it wasn't made of water, it was made of fire, then air, then pieces of light, and so on. The philosophers who belong to this period, mid-sixth to mid-fifth century BC, are generally known as the pre-Socratics. For the most part, only fragments of their philosophy remain, either in directly written form or in references from other sources. Despite this, many of their names are still familiar. Pythagoras, famous for his mathematical theorem he did not in fact discover himself, discerned the role played by numbers in music. Harmony depends upon numerical ratios. This led him to believe that the world is ultimately made up of numbers. Such a theory is not quite as daft as it may at first appear. Einstein, for instance, certainly believed that the universe could be explained in terms of mathematics. Modern scientists may not believe that the world is made up of numbers, but from quarks to quasars numbers play a central role in description and definition. Another pre-Socratic philosopher who anticipated modern science was Democritus, who believed the world was made up of atoms. It was to be more than two thousand years before scientists came round to this point of view. Anaxagoras was the first Athenian philosopher, though it's almost certain he was originally an import shipped in from Ionia, Asia Minor, by Pericles to raise the tone of Athenian education. Anaxagoras was very much a minor philosopher. He reversed the trend of explaining the world in terms of a single substance, claiming rather that it consisted of an infinite number of substances. Indeed, everything contained a bit of everything else. As a result of this melange, he was forced to argue that even plants had a mind of their own, that snow was partly black, and that water contained elements of dryness. Despite these anomalies masquerading as ideas, Anaxagoras is important. It was he who introduced philosophy to Athens, and he was also the man who introduced philosophy to Socrates. Anaxagoras was Socrates' teacher. According to one source, Anaxagoras also taught Pericles, who went on to become the driving political force behind Athens' golden era, mid-440s BC to the end of the 430s BC. This period saw the construction of the Parthenon, the great era of Greek tragedy, the sculpture of Phidias, whose Zeus became one of the seven wonders of the ancient world, and the emergence of classical philosophy with Socrates. What part, if any, Anaxagoras had in influencing Pericles is not known. What is known is that Anaxagoras claimed the sun was a huge, super-hot rock, and the moon was made of earth. For expressing such ideas, ironically his only ones that came close to the truth, Anaxagoras was prosecuted for impiety and forced to flee Athens for his life. This is the first real evidence of philosophy being taken seriously it was dangerous. Anaxagoras first demonstrated these lessons to Socrates, that philosophy was both serious and dangerous. As we shall see, Socrates chose to ignore them. Ignoring the first lesson made him one of the most engaging of all philosophers. Ignoring the second was to cost him his life. Just a century after it had begun, philosophy entered its greatest age. This was to include three of the finest philosophers the world has seen. The first of these was the idiosyncratic Socrates, who spent so much of his time talking about philosophy on the streets of Athens that he never actually got around to writing anything down. This means that we know of Socrates' teaching only through the writings of his famous pupil, Plato. And it's often difficult in these writings to determine which ideas are Plato's and which are those of his mentor. Socrates developed a method of negatively aggressive questioning.